Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. Hello, William. What's going on? What's going on? What's the news? The news is, well, by the time you're listening to this show, we should have been to the wave by then, hopefully successfully, and we'll let you know what that's like when we do the next show after mm. we've been there. Mm. But we've, we've booked it, haven't I, we? I'm quite nervous. Mm. Well, I've, I'm not, because you know me. You're just... Balls deep, yeah. no big deal. Never get scared. Like Jacob. Never get scared. Just fearless. Fearless, fearless, fearless. But I'm actually more on curious. We're going to talk about curiosity. I'm just so curious because we are, uh, we won't get too much into this. It's just on my mind because I was thinking about on the way to the studio, we're going at the weekend to the wave now. We're out of lockdown. I'm just curious to what it's be like because we are late to that party, aren't we? Mm. Everybody seems to have been and done a review of it. And, and to we those, haven't. And to those who don't know, if you're listening abroad... Yeah, what we're referring to as the wave is this. It's a wave park in yeah. Bristol. Yeah, it's a big city in England, but it's outside. It's December, and it's probably about minus three, isn't it? It's is seriously cold, and we have this thing in. The, it's not even from my family, but my wife's family of adamant yeah. that you can't open a Christmas present until Christmas Day, and I have this brand new Psycho One Four Three, which is like as warm as a suit could be. Yeah, staring at me above the cabinet in our room and i said to al yesterday and i'm going to reveal this now listen if the in-laws listen to this i'm in big trouble um, they, they, they don't listen they to don't this. blatantly listen to it it's just not i fucking hope they're tuned into radio Four. other things other things and um she's i said to her i said honey can i just have it's gonna be real cold honey can i just have one try just one go in the in the new suit and then we'll dry it and we'll put it back and she's like okay but we've got to keep it a secret now, listen, like we said, in-laws aren't going to listen to this, but it's not a secret anymore, is it? It's out of the bag. Um, literally. That's It's li- out of the bag. Literally out of the bag. Now, I'm going to save up as much piss as I can for that wave pool. Because, listen, you might be listening to this show from sunny California, right? And hello to our listeners in California. And, there are a few. And hello to our listeners in California. And you may get a chance to go to the Palm Springs one or the Kelly Slater Wave Pool or whatever. Nobody's or, going to the Slater Wave Pool unless you're Jose Cuervo or Kelly Slater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, is, it, is it invite only, pretty much? I think it is. Or somebody says it's 10 grand to go. Bloody hell. Anyway, our pool is really, really cold. And apparently on the weekend, it's going to be three degrees Celsius. Yeah, top. Which... For those who convert things into Fahrenheit, go on, have well, a go, and, dude. And it's and it's going to be uh, it's going to be eight a.m. in the morning. So the air temp might be naught, one, two, yeah, something. Yeah, it's it's going to be really cold. Listen, peeing in the wetsuit, the jury's out on that. And I know you're. We obviously call you the camel, camel because you the cannonball, the cannonball. Uh, <laughs> that could go a whole new direction, yeah. couldn't it? No, no, we call you the camel because somehow you just don't need to piss. No, um, just don't drink enough water and you don't have that much water whereas I on the other hand we all the time and geez, there are some people in this world who don't they actually have they have the feeling of needing a wee mm-hmm. and then actually don't wee in their wetsuit are you one of those people I think you, oh no 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 I, I, if you I will need, take a piss if I've got to go I, gotta, I go yeah but I just I think maybe the tea doesn't go through me as quickly as it should well I don't think there's any issue there <laughs> we've gone down another rabbit hole there haven't we yeah we always start with the rabbit hole this is the best way I was going to talk to you about curiosity Curiosity. Mm. If I can, can I say <laughs> it, if I can say curiosity <laughs> and imagination, because it was on my mind from the last show, mm. and we were just touching on something that I had read, or I think I was going to touch on it, in Bruce Springsteen's autobiography. Now, 
like we said, I'm not sure if he's a surfer, Bruce Springsteen, but he's certainly in the same area as one of our surfing, mindful surfing heroes, Ben Gravy. And there was something that his mother said to him in in his book that he sort of recounts his time that made me think a lot about mindful surfing. When it comes to curious nature and having an, Im- an imagination and kind of emphasis on not being afraid to play and muck around and sort of... And essentially, can I just read this to, uh, to, to you and, and, our, and our listeners? And forgive me for those that are not or are fans of Bruce Springsteen, if I, if I get this wrong. But it was just really interesting from a point of view to say that there is an emphasis to have an enthusiasm for life's complexity, to insist on joy and the good times, and to persevere to see the hard times through. And given that we're sort of coming slightly out of lockdown and we get to go back to things, this idea that you have ups and downs, peaks and troughs, mm. but you have an insistence that there should be joy in your life and that you can play and be foolish and make mistakes really resonated with me. It's really cool. I think it gets drummed into us from a young age by school to a degree coaches we might have from a young age, sometimes parents, peers. I mean, what happens is we get drummed into our head this idea of you, as in your worth, shall we say, is linked directly to what you do. Yeah. So how well you perform, how much you win, how many tries you score, how many goals you score, dot, 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 carry on going with that. You know, what, what grades you get, etc. Make this association. And this is the earliest formations of why ego has such a control over so many people is that there's this distinct association between, well, if I do badly on this wave, then I will feel bad and I'll take that on and I'll, I'll associate that with the me, except it's just the little me. There's a far, far, far bigger me, which is just silent and it's just who you really are. That's mindfulness. That, the mindfulness that we want to try our best, because it is hard being mindful at times, because my God, my fucking word, the mind is so distracting. And it's only really when you delve into the mindfulness journey, you realize just how distracting it really is. So let's give ourselves a break as well. And then at the same time, keep working at our mindfulness. Because as we do so, we no longer label ourselves with such a heavy burden of having to do well in life to feel well, to be someone. Because there's nothing you can become. You can't be anyone other than who you are. That's the max you could ever be, is just you. And that's painful at times too. Because if you built up a big, big castle of, you know, this pillar here of I do that and this pillar here of I do this and this pillar there of I do... And if any of those pillars, if any of them drop down, the structure itself is very, very wobbly and you can feel that. And the thing is, but the thing is, here's the thing. If you feel that association, if let's say if you, if you fall off a wave and everyone sees you do it and you really feel vulnerable and you feel weakened and, and ashamed and annoyed and frustrated and all those kind of really normal human emotions. If you get all that and it carries on lasting and lasting, well, what's happening is there's a deeper part of you that's trying to make you aware of those emotions that are taking place. But what the mind does is interrupt that awareness. And that's where the skill comes in. Because if you can spot when your ego is being triggered, you're in the place to let it pass. Oh, yeah. Because you are so much more vital and wonderful and amazing than what you do. Yeah. What you get done what you achieve. Oh, I completely agree with that. I mean, we talk a fair old bit about labels and what you you put up as a shield to say, I am this, or somebody else puts it on you. You are the following label, whatever it might be. You are a happy-go-lucky person. You are a grumpy person. You are up and down. You're this and that. Or you are a chief exec or you're a soldier or you're a whatever, you know, you, you kind of, you have, you, you get the idea what the labels are. And you're right, that comes from an early age. I caught the end of, and I would like to find where it was because I was driving up uh, here yesterday. 
a tail end of an interview with Gareth Southgate. And for those that don't know who Gareth Southgate is, he's an ex-England football player who is now the manager of the national team. The interviewer was asking him about whether or not the under eights, I think it was, should play really competitive games and, and, and sort of really get into that. The gist of it I got, and forgive me because I didn't hear the whole article, uh, the whole interview, was that not really, and what you should start to instill first is the joy of actually playing and experiencing competitive sport, of course, but actually experiencing the joy of just the pure pursuit of doing that activity. And what happens is, to your point there, Will, when you get a parents on the sidelines or managers, if you're in business, whatever, however you want to apply this kind of uh, work with this analogy, is that because those grown-ups end up living their life through an undeveloped child, that's when you start to put pressure on those kids for a much later stage in life. What have they achieved? What have they done? Did they, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Rather than first and foremost, did you have a good time? Great. And then once you've got the joy, all of the good stuff can come along as well. It's, it, dude, it's so true. Yeah. I, I um, on that front in terms of having, you know, kids, being a parent myself, yes. definitely just have to let go of the fact that actually, you know what? Daisy's not massively into the ocean so far. This is my six-year-old daughter. And my boy Josh, yeah. I mean, listen, we'll wait and see. But when I took yeah. him in the sea in the summer, he was terrified. <laughs> Did not go down very well at yeah, all. Yeah, it was only 10-foot Morgan Porphy took him it's- in. <laughs> <laughs> What's his I, problem? I, I only duct-taped him onto the front of my board and took him into a, you know, into, took him down a Jaws or something. <laughs> um, but it's this thing where, you know, my brother's had this too because he's uh, got kids and he lives in Hawaii. Then I'm massively into it. And that's cool. He's very cool with that. So are they, you know, no big deal. But I think what's, you know, what will be a challenge for me, knowing my character, that can be very domineering at times. And although I do it with a very positive hat on and I try and make it all about enthusiasm and look, it's going to be so much fun and it's this, it's this. It still is trying to dominate someone's own thing and forcing, basically. I've got to be very careful of that because I know that, you know, listen, there's duality and everything. If they don't surf at all over the next... 10, 15, 20 years ago, I've got big dreams of taking these these guys, you know, abroad to the tropics and going surfing, you know, big dream type stuff. I've got a real dream to that. Mm. Um, but if they don't surf and they just want to hang out on the beach or do whatever, then the duality in that is, okay, yes, yes, they're not surfing, but I'm, I then get to go in on my own. Yeah. And that's a huge blessing. There are a lot of, I expect a lot of parents around the world who could sit with me right now and tell me, you know what? It's not the blessing, the perfect blessing that you think it is. Because guess what? I can't go to that size break there because it's got to be small enough I've got to go to here there. it's got to be like this you know they've got their all their, you know kids kids are like oh, I want it like this and I want it like that I, I've witnessed that okay mine come ebb and flow into it one's more skating the other like surfing but got out of it but when they were surfing and especially in summertime when kids are kind of at that age like to be in the water and it's warm and waves are good is your parental responsibility to watch your kids first before you start surfing especially up until a certain age and we've got young young youngish kids so um I've had that where I've really stoked that they're in the water with me and we're, we're on boards. And when my youngest was getting really into it, you, you know, me, you, he was surfing with us sometimes and you go, actually, my stoke is in a different place because I'm now in my father. I've got my father hat on and I'm looking after their well-being. I'm not in, jo- I'm not in the moment. I'm in the I hope he's having a good time. And is he safe? And is he safe in the lineup? And is he in the way or is he getting, is he, is he capable? That's all of that stuff. So you're not actually, this is, you're not actually having a good time <laughs> a lot of the time you take your kids surfing. And it's only when they then finish do you can go off and have a surf yourself. You think, oh, it is quite a selfish sport, actually, as we put out the meme. But in a way, yeah. you need that to get those fires of stoke and goodwill burning. And then you take that back and it makes you a better person when you get back on land anyway. It, it's so Self-care. true. And, and sur- surfers, we said this on social, yeah. surfers get that. Yeah. 
There ain't nobody. There ain't nobody. It sounds like I'm going on some sort. There isn't anybody. Let's speak the Queen's English. Yes. There isn't any anybody who can choose happiness for you. You have to take it, and it's because you know this is a lovely quote by、um, Buddha. In fact, there is no one in this universe who is in need of as much care, love, and attention as you. One has to love oneself first, and then you can do the rest. Because no one is going to free up that time for you. Oh, honey, here you go. I've, I've freed up a couple hours for you. I've sorted out your diary.、Um, so I've just got everything. All your ducks in a row. I've put your wetsuit in the car. You know, I've sorted out. I've done your stretches for you. You know, I've, de- I've I've made sure that you've got the tide right and everything. Here you go. Go ahead. As if that's going to happen. And the thing is, is that people label from the outside. It's very very quick. It's easy to judge, right? They judge. That as selfish in the negative sense, because then there's oh there's someone at home who's lonely because you're out doing that, and or what about the, the the workers who are depending on you or the colleagues or you know that's not fair on the <clears throat> that is not going through the head and mind of that human that surfer who has decided to take care of themselves. It's never an act that's being done at the harm of anyone else. There's a lovely Wayne Dyer quote. Which is you? I'd say this quite a lot, but I'll say it again. You getting sick, you getting stressed, isn't going to make one person, even one person, more well. But you getting well, that's going to change the world. Yeah, it's not, that sounds big, but fuck me, it's true. It、We're、takes a long time to come to that reali- realization. Massively does, and be, and it's the same. And we, you know, we, we 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 kind of throw this around. Is that being anti stuff, being like aggressively against something. The principle is, in, in theory, is a good thing. But how do we flip that to be more? We're, we're for something. We're pro something.、It's、like the mother Teresa, mother Teresa also said about charity beginning at home, and the same applies. You know, self care. Like we said, surfing is self care. If you surf well and regularly, and you keep your body and do all the things that makes you fit to surf, the gains that you get, certainly from our experience and what we talked about on the show a lot, is so deep. Then. That energy, that good vibrations, then spread out into the world, and hopefully that's what you do. Well said, my man. And I think a lot of the time people kind of they, they say, you know, I, they're a surfer, but they have this goal of wanting to surf more. But of course, there could be barriers in the way. You know, there can be certain people or work situations or certain levels of health, etc., that can be in the way of the amount that you want to be able to do. Now,、yeah. that can be so as is things are the way they are, but it doesn't need to mean that they stay the same. Mm-hmm. The truth is, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you keep doing the same job that gives you X amount of hours free to go surf, well, what's going to change unless you make a change? And the thing about change is, it's difficult. It's the most difficult thing for any of us to do. Whether it's creating a new habit to to, to stretch more, whether it's having a, a deep and vulnerable conversation with a loved one about your sex life. I mean,、mm-hmm. fuck me. The decision to do something brand new takes a lot of courage, and it's hard to do. But the thing about change is, the moment you start even making the smallest. Change and the littlest decision forward. It, like you said, it, I want to bring it back to what you said, dude, because it starts to take the whole energy of where you were at away from. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want lack of time. I don't. Want, I don't want my need to be hurting. I don't want to not be able to go surfing. I don't want to not be able to go on trips abroad. I don't. I don't want. It changes it all to what do I want? I know what I want. I want that. I want that, and I want that, and. And you take it because you can.、Yep. And the amazing thing about energy is that when you focus your energy on what you do want, it just comes through. It doesn't come through 
exactly when you predicted? Because I don't think the universe works like that. It's impossible. But what does happen is the universe starts to conspire in your favor. It starts to work for you. When you make your intention, I want to surf six hours a week. I want to surf 10 hours. You know, you write this shit down. You start doing that. Things start happening and it doesn't happen overnight. But if your energy is focused on those things and you meditate on them, you write about them and you speak about them and you, you start to embody it all the time, all the time. I'm going to surf. I'm going to surf. You will end up surfing more. Yeah. And we're, we're hopefully living that and mm-hmm. trying to sort of share that learning with other people. And in fact, one of the person we're going to chat to today, a good friend of the show, Priscilla, talks about that very thing in her kind of pursuit of mana, this chasing mana, this idea of where is this kind of deep well of goodness and spirit and happiness and this kind of well-being that comes and how do you get there and how do you find it and whether it's all always there but it, it comes back to that as well that she's she's looking at that curiosity to to want to explore stuff and try things and not to just wait for the right time because the right time is never but it's neither is it ever too early and it's never too late and so to insist as the boss bruce springsteen is saying on joy good times and having fun is not a selfish thing. It's a self-care thing. Should we uh, dive into that interview then? Let's dive Let's into it. Priscilla. Hello. How are you? Good morning. I'm good fine. evening. Good morning. <laughs> good evening. How are you? We're good. Yeah, really yeah. good. We've had uh, quite a lot of waves and we've been surfing lots. So we're, we're feeling good on this Friday. The weekend is nearly here. <laughs> nice. Uh, we have some about, good waves. Well, it depends what you mean by good. Good for us. Good by our standards. <laughs> yeah. Not these monsters that we've seen you on recently. <laughs> That's Hawaii. Yeah, we have good ones in here, actually. How's the surf been lately? Have you been in? Yes, it's amazing. By the way, I'm planning to be in the water tomorrow in the first sunshine. So ah. it's amazing. We have like uh, seven, nine solid Hawaiian fits well Whoa. No. Yeah. have you been working out and getting prepared for this sort of the arrival of this big swell not really because it's not better than the waves that i've got recently so it's like i really feel that i'm done and mm. i'm focused in finish filming what i'm filming here chasing mana and preparing packaging for you know going to europe yeah after to after tomorrow well, <laughs> wow that's so cool shall we start on that because we're going to sort of run through a, a kind of few bits and pieces obviously we spoke before and the sound wasn't good we're hoping we've got it right this time got some special headphones on liam's got the special um so, <laughs> i mean it'd be great to start we'll kick we'll kick off now just start with uh the project the film project chasing manor and we were going to mention last time you were starting to talk about the wave woman book which was still a fantastic project that we'd love to hear about as well so um how is the chasing manor project going have you found it yet priscilla yes the thing is i came to hawaii chasing mana as something outside of me you know i was looking for people who could guide me and show me the way and i've met amazing people in here who became partners and sponsors and friends and brothers and family ohana as we say here in hawaii and they just showed me they just helped me to see and feel mana was all time already inside of me 
and that's the end of the film i'm sorry but yeah. that's reality I, i'm not scared about to tell to people the end of the film but the way the process is so interesting i think it's the most important thing in, in a dream when we are chasing realize and make a dream come true the most beautiful thing for me is the process you know so the film is about the process of chasing something so special as mana yeah you know and the name by the way the title i'm keeping using this you know for all the development but i'm not sure about chasing anymore because um i also learned you know so many special people make part of this film and one of them is jock sunderland yeah who who told me so many special things and one of them is his mother uh when she was swimming around molokai you know in huge waves in the middle of incredible currents she wasn't chasing mana she was just meeting you know mm. so when he told me that i just realized that yes it's it made me remember of um a quote uh, i don't know where this quote is from but this quote says it's better to take care of your garden than chasing butterflies you know mm. it stands really chasing good. i love that <laughs> so really good. i just realized it all these people came to me because i was taking care of my garden you know so do do you think it could be found by mana yes we are all you know we cannot chase in a butterfly you know because we will never have their hearts yeah but if we take care really well of our soul our heart we're going to meet mana <laughs> do you think it's a fascinating thing as a mindful so do you think actually everybody sort of mana is is actually the thing that's chasing everybody but we we as humans the ones that are running away from it yeah the thing is uh i discovered also a difference between mana and aloha you know because i i even didn't know before there was a link between these two terms the link is aloha is about to share it's about a kind of compassion it's about to teach it's about to open a gate it's about to communicate this beautiful vibration with other people and mana it's not about communication at all mana is about the power you know it's about the power that make you go there even if it's a very difficult ocean even if it's 3 am you know mm. even if you're already tired and you're battling out even if you know even if everything yeah that's the power so this power is called mana and it can be in everything in everyone it's not about only surfing hawaiian people mention the ocean for this but surely other languages in other cultures are talking about that too it's about this power that you cannot choose to have you know we have already but we can choose to meet to access this power and deal with wow that's that's really powerful when is the film project complete because one thing we mentioned about your background before is you're you know not just a surfer but an artist and a filmmaker when can we see this project priscilla 
Uh, well, arriving in Switzerland, I will have uh, 14 days in quarantine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's going to be a nice beginning of post-production step. And I will be in the Alps. And it's going to be a perfect place and moment for digesting all this one year in Hawaii. COVID-19 experiences and big waves and all this. Yeah, so I think in I will check about the film festivals for the next year and figure out strategically for distribution because the idea is to make people access this film. So if I can make this film go to film festivals, it's going to be easier to make people watching it. But for sure, soon, I, I think maybe February, March, uh, the film is going to be done. And we're going to start promoting and I hope we're going to have good opportunities for sharing this film with people. Yes. It's a film for the people. It's not mine anymore since it will be done. You know, it's for who is looking for that. Well, we, we look forward, we look forward, we look forward to, see, to seeing that. it. One thing that you mentioned, because what a crazy year to spend chasing mana, chasing big waves, practicing kind of this incredible pursuit of, uh, surf. Um, you talked about when we last spoke the importance of having mentors around and people to share that kind of joy with or share your kind of training needs with or whatever. Do you want to me mention that? Because I thought that was very powerful from last time, how you had connected with some really, really sort of amazing minds and mentors in the surfing world in Hawaii, even though you'd only been there for a short period of time. I mean, how important was that? Exactly. I can share a story with you. <laughs> it's, um, I thought was, I was lucky, you know, that was my vision about myself before. I always thought, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. Someone saw me surfing and helped me to improve my surf skills. So someone who saw me in that situation and just got closer and introduced himself, you know, and in this someone became my coach. So this first someone was a big legend in Brazil, you know. Uh, his name is Daniel Friedman. Mm. And he introduced, do you know them? Have you no, ever I've heard seen, about I've, that? I've seen, seen him on social media. Yeah. yeah. So he, he was uh, engaged in the first uh, Brazilian uh, worldwide contest, you know. He was paving the way of the next generations in the 60s. So he saw me surfing in Brazil, I don't know, in feet, but in meters, it was almost three meters of wave. That's a big wave in Brazil. Some years ago, it was like harder because today there is like a media promoting already big waves in Brazil yes. and a big waves team, Brazilian uh, guys. But like five years, four years ago, it wasn't like that. So someone writing widely, when I say widely, without a team behind. So I was a girl riding this kind of waves in a single Finland board. So it's like, what? But I didn't know it was a what. You know, for me, it was just a wave that I wanted to catch. And I was there, even if it was raining, even, even if it was not um, a good swell. So I think people saw that, felt. And today, I can say, I'm not a lucky person. I'm a very work hard 
person who was building new realities by the mind, by the vibrations. And I, I'm sure I can prove we can build new dreams to us. It's just about how we live our life, how many times, how much energy we give for that. And like that, I had other legends as coach and partners and sponsors. And each one was like that, you know, was by, I could say by accident, if I wasn't chasing money, if I wasn't yeah. working this deeply spiritually, I made some sacrifices for being here. I have been far from my son for all this time in Hawaii after COVID-19 impacts came. So we couldn't, you know, uh, solve this problem logistically. So I couldn't go there. He couldn't come. So we spent one year not seeing each other. In the other hand, I had the biggest experiences in my life. So I had as coach Felipe Cesarano that I've met in, in Hawaii. With him, I went to Waimea for the first time. I had Carlos Burley, who set the first 68 feet uh, Maverick record. Huge. And he's, um, he's, he's twice big wave worldwide champion. And I trained with him in Hawaii too for free. It was a partnership we made. And we are planning to work together again, maybe in Europe or in Hawaii. We don't know yet. Let's see what COVID will tell us. But he's in Nazare, uh, developing different projects there. And I will be in Europe. So uh, let's see what we can uh, shape for wow. this big wave season or the next one. I need to take care a little bit of my back. Yes. Well, yes, you've got to look after that as much as the surfing has helped your back. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Are we going to see you, Priscilla? The two questions. One, where are we going to see you surfing in Europe? Are we going to see you surfing Nazare in Europe? I think I'm ready for cold water again. That's the first point. Have you got a, have you got a thick wetsuit? <laughs> yes, in New York uh, last uh, year. It was like astronaut surfing mood. Yeah. <laughs> we have the body so hard, right? But it's okay. It's another kind of surfing. I appreciate what is new, you know, what is different, what is hard too, because I think that's how we can push push ourselves for being I, better people. Can I ask you, what do you find harder about wearing a wetsuit compared to being in, you know, just a bikini and whatever? It's about involuntary muscles contractions you know All the right. body is like uh trying to keep the body warm you know the muscles are trying they work involuntarily for that so i think in cold water maybe uh the breathing exercises can be more important for keeping the body warm but not contract and protecting our oh, body okay. from ourselves do you mean like uh, kind of old injuries and things like that, kind of spasm in the cold water? I think when we have the muscles contract, they're less flexible, so uh, we can hurt easier, 
right? So it's about to figure it out and feeling, I don't know, let's see how it's going to be this experience after one year in warm ocean. But uh, if I imagine, for example, when we're cold, our lens capacity are contract because our lens are also muscles, you know. So breathing exercises can help us to keep the body relaxed, even if we're cold, you know. So we can optimize our energy and our flexibility and our vision if we have a relaxed body and not cold contract muscles body. It's different. It's fascinating. So basically we've got to move to somewhere warm if we want to keep surfing as we get older. That's got to be the, <laughs> that's like the golden rule. Yeah. With and aging bodies. Something cool about cold water is when we do, when we practice ice therapy here, mm -hmm. we know we, we have some regeneration uh, process uh, happening. So maybe I'm going to win some, some more years of life in cold water. <laughs> yes. You extend those telomeres. They're, they're cold. <laughs> so, oh yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna practice the cold water. You're gonna extend your lifespan <laughs> because of that, which is good. But when when are we seeing you on the face of this huge wave, Priscilla? Because even we may make the trip to come and watch that. Oh, maybe I will make this trip to to know your spot. I don't know. Yeah. I'm planning to make a tour in Europe for visiting special surfing spots and making a series of that. So as soon as I arrive in Switzerland, I will uh, finishing this first step of right. And I'm sharing already uh, publicly because uh, I don't mind <laughs> of this. This is my process. I, I prefer to have nice people around me. So if you're interested, be visited by me with you know, a small crew for surfing and filming this meeting, that will be nice. We can keep social distance. And I've heard today in the ocean, coronavirus cannot survive because of the salt. So we will be safe there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Coronavirus doesn't surf, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that too. It's a howly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> um, I don't know if you wanted to share, because this was an important project for you as well, was the Wave Woman book? Yes, Wave Woman book is a sponsor who found me on Instagram. And she found me because... or. I don't know because why she found me. Maybe I was building this relationship before energetically. Mm. But the thing is, I was talking about innovations to be pioneer. I was writing a 30 years old board and I was having so much fun. And she found me and she proposed me to meet and to, to learn more about me. And she's a... 80 years old woman who wrote a book about her mother who was a pioneer of surfing the 50s so she was surfing like 12 solid hawaiian feet waves in makaha beach when no one was surfing yet you know so one of the first big riders woman and they were all in the same team like 
Duki Kahanomoku, uh, he was a little bit older than her. So it's a beautiful story, a real story in Hawaii in the 50s. And I couldn't believe it was happening to me because while COVID-19 was uh, making all my professional surfers, uh, friends, losing sponsors, I was having new sponsors, but different ones. All of them interested in innovations, in pioneers' uh, thoughts and ecological thoughts, artistical thoughts. So it was like a call, a deep call from the old school generation of surfing. Mm. So that's how Jimbo Yarborough found me too. And I became a rider of Dickie Brewer's boards. Amazing. So it's like a dream. And I couldn't believe it was helping. It was uh, happened to me. But I discovered later, it's not about lucky. It's not about level of surfing. It's about energy. It's about how we live the life, how we optimize our existence. So I was somehow already building these relationships by my research, you know, and they found me. I was looking for them, but I didn't know their names. I didn't know uh, how they could help me. And all this year, we were working together. And I need to talk about Board Shaper too, who is a, prov a technology provider. And Camille McClay found me on the internet too. And she was my main sponsor all this year while I was here in Hawaii. Wow. So we're preparing also new projects for the next year in Hawaii and also in, in Nazareth. So the idea is to provide technology for helping the surfing industry to restart after all these COVID-19 impacts. That's great. So it's also an innovation in sponsorship because I'm not sponsored by a brand. I'm sponsored by a concept, you know, the That's concept really cool. of, yeah, the concept of helping the surfing industry by technology having the nature, the nature as a boss, you know, it's not technology for making people get far from the ocean. It's the opposite. So just a very quick fire one to finish on Priscilla, because that's amazing is do you think just given the crazy year that we've had uh, and the chats we've had previously, do you think this was your destiny? Was it the universal plan for you? Because this has sort of found you, is it something that was in your stars? It was always destined to happen. Well, I can tell my destination was to be at home, to be like 300 pounds of weight, eating and watching TV and be frustrated because I have a broke vertebrae and the doctors cannot fix it. They don't know how to do that. So my destination was that and I built a new one. It was uh, making good films for changing the life of people who watch them and building legacies wherever I am and riding big waves in the ocean and in life. You know, it's like I couldn't choose that in the beginning because I didn't know I would be able for that. But my decision was not trusting in what they were telling me. They were telling me, stop everything. And I didn't. I make better and more today than before to have this injury. So cool. That's great. So follow your dreams, Priscilla. Well, we look forward to seeing you. In the cold water. We'll have a surf together soon. Yeah. You could teach us some teach us some big wave stuff. <laughs> <laughs> me Don't too, scare me guys. too much, Priscilla. We need somebody to scare Will. 
That's what we're after. I, I'm, I'm always scaring Liam, so you got to scare me now, Priscilla. So it's your it's your turn. No, <laughs> it's it's a real thing. My brothers call it. They call it passing down the fear, right? So if I <laughs> if I go if I go in bigger waves with Liam, I don't feel fear because I pass it on to him. But if I'm in bigger waves with you, I feel the fear because you pass it to me. You and, see, and I'll be laughing. I'll be laughing very loud. Yeah. I'll be laughing very loudly. Liam can organize my funeral in advance. <laughs> I'm sorry to be in the dark. I'm outside of my friend's house where I'm staying tonight for the waves tomorrow early. But what I would say is the fear is one of the most important things as I see the ego to, you know, to refuse they exist. I think it's a mistake. It's like a makeup. A makeup hide the things and they will be always existing. I mean, I prefer to deal with the fear, you know, with the ego and use them in my team, you know, and not hide them or running away of them. So the fear can help us to be prudent, to look for good people to be around in special moments and to, to adhere, to have capacity ability to cross this comfort zone. The comfort zone makes me scared, you know. I am scared about comfort zone. That's what I can say. It's a place where we can be dying, thinking we're living, you know. Yes. Love that, Priscilla. That's, we'll finish on that. You can be a prisoner of the comfort zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, nice. we'll let you go to bed. Is it bedtime? <laughs> you need to get to bed, yeah. Priscilla, for your dawny. Yes, for, it's use... 9.35. <clears throat> Who's going to surf at 6.30? Yes, it's Eww. time to bed. <laughs> well, it's lovely. Thank you for being patient with us as well on the re-recording. Yeah, it's been, it's been a It's been a pleasure, and we really do hope to see you in Europe. It'll be great. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. I hope nice we're going to have a great new moon starting today. So new things, new ideas, new dreams, new waves, new everything. New teeth for the kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Obrigado. 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 <laughs> Mahalo. 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 Lots of love. Nice See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? That was really, really good. Yes. And... We'd done an Instagram live with Priscilla on her yes, channel, yes, which was really interesting because we'd never done anything like that before. And she's kind of very, very calm, but very, very interesting human in that, you know, has gone somewhere in pursuit of something very bravely because in this time of COVID, she's ended up spending a year away from her son. And, you know, it's, she got sort of, you know, for want of a better word, stranded in Hawaii, but she was there to kind of experience something and to learn something and to progress. And she hadn't waited her turn to do it. She'd just gone and do it. But I love this kind of concept that she, you know, the whole project is about chasing mana. But as we've talked about loads on the show, I think this is why we connected with her so well, is that actually if you take care of your own soul and you take care of your own well-being, and to quote her, if you take care of your garden instead of chasing butterflies, you'll find it's actually already there. It's so true, mate. I remember being with, um, I think people can really help us in this aspect. I remember being with this lady called Julie, who worked at my very first gym. And I was, it was Thursday afternoon. Um, I was about to see a couple more clients. And uh, Julie was you know, packing up her stuff. I said, oh, cool, Julie, you're, you're, you're home? Yeah, you're home. So I'll see you tomorrow? She's like, no, 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 I, no, I don't work Fridays. Uh, really? She said, yeah, we're self-employed. So you pay your gym rent. You see as many clients as you want Monday to Thursday. Fit them in. Like how many, she said to me, how many do you see on a Friday? I said, mm, four. She said, that's one each day. And I was like, 
it was a wicked moment because not only did my mind <laughs> yeah. immediately start thinking about Fanta Surf all day Fridays, that yeah. was very much straight to us. I think you fuck in. I did not even think at for a second about my clients' well-being and that their training or any. That's how my mind worked. I think that's quite common for a surfer. Surfers are just right. Well, how am I going to get to, get to go surfing? Which is how we built. I mean, I am particularly selfish. I know that I'm I'm in that. <laughs> I'm particularly very particularly good at self care, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, my, my poor clients, um, and they get the, they get the message. They, you know, within within the hour, I'd messaged them all. I didn't even work that Friday. I remember having the most epic surf. We went down Thursday night, and uh, this is when I used to commute between London and Devon, and with you know surf all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And bless my dear dear wife, who used to initially. You'll never live, let me live this down. Uh-oh. Initially, used to drive me down there because I had no driving license. So get this, dude. Holy I used Lord. to now get this for the dream, right? I used to smash down two disgusting packet sandwiches with a coke. This is when I used to eat just a lot of shit. Uh, got me into a lot of trouble. But I used to, I used to smash down that couple of chocolate bars, whatever, on a Thursday evening. I'm like, right, honey, I'm just going to roll the seat back. So I'd roll the seat back. Oh, you are so and selfish. Zonk. 100%. 100%. You're a selfish motherfucker. And you better fucking admit it. And I do I admit it. I do admit it. Gone. Asleep. Oftentimes, certainly in the summer, it's like till 10 o'clock. Ding. Wide awake. It's 8.30. Oh, honey, I'm just going to nip into the sea. Oh. <laughs> so I'd surf Thursday night. Go surfing. Get out. Then we'd hang out and we'd have a few days. And then, and then again, like on Sundays, surf all day, <laughs> eat my meal. Right, honey, I'm just going to just have a little. She said, yeah, right, just have a little and have a snooze. I mean, bless that woman. She's, she is good. She is good to me. Um, but then I finally got my driving license. Yes. Although actually, when I initially... I'm not sure who gave you that. They should be held responsible for something. Hey, hey, <laughs> you go on to criticise my driving again. We're going to have words. You, you, there's, there's definitely a thing. I think I drove you a couple of times... And, and then you went, no, I'll drive. No, I'll, I'll drive. Mm. Don't, I've got it. We'll leave it there. And just leave it there, which is fine. I don't, I don't mind. I don't, although actually on, on the, on as long as you're not rolling the seat back and having a snooze, then that's fine. Well, exactly. You need to, you need to have a co-pilot. Let's be honest. Yeah. You've got to have a good co, good co-pilots will stay Navigator. awake. Yeah. Stay awake and keep the conversation flowing. You, you're sort of my Chewbacca to, you're Chewbacca to my Han Solo. There I feel you. like we're driving the Millennium Falcon. Bang. Anyway, moving back to the serious stuff. I've got a story actually on that and I'll come, I'll come back because this sort of intertwines with Priscilla about sort of her chasing her, her dream really and going and sort of, uh, but, but it's interesting on that fact just before I forget is that when you can organize your life around before family and life takes over, rewinding back the clock to my 20 years ago when I came back from Australia, I was sort of bitten by this sort of surf bug. And then I got a job with a mate of mine who I lived in Australia with and, and we started out essentially driving around the country, making sure that supermarkets were stocking the right brands of frozen pizza. This is glamorous, this. But what it did give us, and, and again, sort of the, the way you can sometimes even build your life around this passion, is that we were given these cars free, petrol, because we were driving around the country doing this stuff. And so we could organize our Fridays, particularly, to be as close as possible to the M5, where we could get down to Croyd or Putzborough or so on, you know, wherever we, we go and camp there. Almost every weekend, we'd take our uh, sort of early stage mini miles down and, uh, you know, this we could go and go back in the day. And it was just the best. And then eke out, you know, till, till Monday morning sometimes, you know, and then get yourself in a suit on a Monday morning and drive back to wherever you need to be, be late. But it's just that building your life around something that you love and still work. It's, it was a dream. So cool. Dude. Yeah. It's epic, man. Anything else you want to share from Priscilla? I think the, the other key there for me is about uh, mentorship. 
because what she did very well, and I think this was what Priscilla does well, just in kind of in fairness to her, is that this idea that she surrounds herself with really good people who she mm. learns from a lot and, and almost that they found her was one of her messages. Again, this kind of idea, if you put good energy out into the into the world, good things will come back. So to have like Carlos Brule and Daniel Friedman, Dick Brewer and Jock Sutherland as in her camp, as it were, as it were around, you know, developments of boards, how to learn to take on big surf, because Priscilla is surfing huge waves that I wouldn't go into. So she's kind of, she's really sort of dialed that, how do I get better, but also be happy where I am? So I think that was a really interesting thing. And this fact that like we talk about, she talks about that there's duality to everything. So for all of the good stuff that she's had there, there was also stuff that you've had to, she's had to sacrifice as well. But it's all part of that idea that, you know, you pick a journey and you pick a passion and you let life go with that flow. And you know, in the way that she said, you know, is she, is she chasing manna anymore? Probably not. It was always there. So, mm. you know, uh, there's a lot of, again, we interview people and you, you, you kind of connect with them on a certain level, but you can see it's like a project for us as well, isn't it? This exploration of what makes a mindful surfer. And there's bits of all these people we talk to where you say, ah, oh, that's the sort of light of mindful. That is the essence of mindful surfing mm. right there. So, so true. There's something I want to raise on that front in regards to chasing mana, which, which we would call, let's say, stoke, or you can call it whatever you mm. want. It's that energy, that positive happiness and energy that is really interesting in surfing because one thing I found is the more epic the waves you have more of the time, this is a complete generalization and totally just my interpretation, the less stoked people seem. And it seems as if when you only get bits of surf, whether that's because you have to travel to the surf or whether you live by a break that's not classic, so you just get little bits here and there, like where we are. Yeah. It seems as if, whether or not it's because it attracts a certain person or I don't know, but it seems as if that you get a greater happiness boost in surfing when you go without either, A, and then you get some. So you, let's say you go without for two weeks, three weeks, and, you, and then you get a boost. Or that if you get it, you get it regularly, that it's not classic stuff. It's stuff that you just make the most of. There's something in, you know, I, I remember seeing... Um, I mean, for example, from my friend Rory, who is a great kid. You know, we mm. love Rory. He's such a, such a great vibe. Um, a phenomenal surfer. And you can check him out, Rory Morgan, mm. on um, Instagram. But um, Rory did live down in, in Cornwall. Now, now if, if anyone listening to the show who's you know, outside the UK, Cornwall yeah. is kind of our premier surfing region. Um, we're sort of in that area, but we're further on the coast. And on the south coast, we don't get the same level yeah. of swell. I mean, we probably get 20%. Now, that, just to caveat, there would be people on the northeast coast of Scotland who would disagree at times. Or where places around Scotland, actually, would disagree. With Very they, much so. they get some incredible and, uh, Yeah, and if we're uh, going to include Ireland... If you, well, if you could well, include Ireland, geez, that's, that's a whole it. new uh, kind of debate as well. But, you know, the Irish surf is world-class. I mean, that's world-class. That, that's global, just utter magic you get over there on the northwest coast stunning. of Ireland particularly. absolutely stunning and Rory's thing was now listen we, we get pretty crumbly waves small waves and not very regularly Cornwall kind of pumps and he said when he was there that the, the surfers he was hanging out with he wanted to live there this was his big dream come away from where he was living to, you know, to live by the, the, the dream surf scenario and uh, he realised that who he surrounded himself with, they weren't stoked, they weren't buzzing, they were generally shitting on the surf. It was like a general culture of like, what's not, what's not good about it? What's not working with it? You know, oh, it's onshore. It's a, it's a real pickiness and fussiness and general un, like lack of stoke, right? And he, his insight was, fuck, who I surround myself with has a bigger impact 
on my surfing happiness and happiness in general than the surf per se. And that is a that is a very, very humbling insight for a 20-year-old yeah. to learn. This is guy, this guy's pretty advanced yeah. in his years. Yeah. And it relates to what we're saying here. There is no chasing. Well, the, I think the, the whole expression chasing mana is the irony within what that word means because there's no chasing of it. It has to ensue. And this is what Priscilla was saying within the remit of what she was saying yeah. in the show, you know? Has to be um, within. Has to be within. And to surround yourself with people who are also in the mindset of getting the best out of it and accepting that life isn't good all the time. In fact, sometimes it is shit, but the more you kind of live on that lower level, you can be dragged down in that sort of spiral of, especially in relation to surfing. We talk about it all the time. You know, you sometimes it's the idea that the waves are shit. It's a bit shit. It was a bit shit. It's a bit, it's this, it's that. It's the, come on. It's just, the surf just is surf and it's great. Get in. If you don't want to get in, don't bother, but just get in and enjoy it or don't, (laughs) don't whinge about it. Well, sir. Love that. So actually, we also have a, I think we have a call coming in. Um, let me just uh, see if we've got a, hang on. Oh, who's this? Uh, oh, it's Dave. Dave, hang on. Dave? Uh, good day, boys. Hi, mate, how's it going? Can you hear me all right? It's been da- a while. Dave, the mindless surfer. What, what's, what's up, buddy? Yeah, loving the show, guys. Loving the show. Amazing stuff. Right. So I'll listen to the last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's up, boys? Oh, what, like, I've got sup, my, you mean a sup, stand-up I've got battle? myself a sup. Oh, so you said, you know, you can get out there, you can catch any wave. People are shit scared of you if you got a wave <laughs> because the thing's fucking massive, mate. It weighs a ton. And I love the idea that you're a juggernaut in the outside lane. Well said, fellas. Well said. This is exactly what I'm looking for in myself. Intimidating people because you know I'm bloody low. Dave, 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 slow down. Slow down. Listen, dude, we didn't say... Listen, what we're trying to do, we're trying to encourage people if they do purchase a big stand-up paddle is they, you know, go down the beach, get out of the way, be mindful. Oh, yeah, go down down the beach, all right? Right through the kooks in the lineup. (laughs) Oh, Dave. You missed the point. You missed the point, my man. Oh, what are we going to do with you, Dave? Are you really listening to the show? Yeah, love it, boys. Love it, boys. Bit more music, though. I'd like a bit more music because uh, listen to you two chatting along all the time gets a bit... Hang on one second. Yeah, cheers, please. Listen, got to go. Uh, the beer's arrived. Keep it up, boys. Great work. See you, kooks. What has he been taking? Well, obviously, he's drinking beer. But, but the thing is, is the, 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 our, Thanks for talking to him. I really struggle uh, sometimes. Our whole point is... Go into the liner, you've got a big stand-up paddle, go down the beach or somewhere uncrowded or just or just get one wave every other set, not every set. Dot, dot, dot. Dave, he doesn't really get the point, does he? I mean, that's... Listen, that's... he's on a journey. Yeah, like, like, we, all, like we all are. Like we all are. <laughs> we'll get there in the end. But uh, <laughs> lovely to talk to him. He must be uh, quite late where he is or early. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for, call- Thank- thanks for calling... Um, Dave, keep it up. Thanks for calling in. We're going to try and get um, some more callers from around the world. This is just this is separate to our guests. We want to have some some regulars that come in from different parts of the world who just local surfers yeah. come in. So we've got some 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 people lined up coming soon. We're Absolutely, bring bring to you. But um, some mindful surfers. Hopefully, people are a bit more mindful, basically. But um, I just want to share something on social media. Please do su- well. Surf media. Share share away. Surf media. Um, Ben Gravy, yeah. who most of you probably know. If you don't, check him out. Great guy. Real mindful surfer. Very mindful dude. Real good guy. Actually, you're talking about Ben Gravy. He's very good, or at least he's he's aware, that is, of revealing his fears. Yeah, he's I- very good. This is what I'm coming to because he talks about – he's. I mean, he's done this all throughout his, po- his, um, his vlog, but there's a real transparency in the way that he is. Now, it's then a no-brainer that he lives this – what seemingly – Listen, that's a big word, I know, but what seems like a 
a very fulfilling life. But there's so much that goes into that that goes unseen. And if you yeah. pick up on the nuances, it's like there's a natural way about how he is. So therefore, he would allow himself to be tired or down or, or fearful. Because in his latest vlog, he's going in big waves and he openly admits. And you can see the fear on his face, but he just turns to the camera and says, oh God, I'm genuinely, genuinely scared. And says it with that that depth and you go, yeah, man, that you you are holding up the flag of the mindful surfer right there because you're listen, everyone's gonna find the pinch point in the waves. Uh-huh. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get everyone's gonna have that. Yeah. And I think being honest about it and being okay with it is is cool. Because in the end we discussed this on the show. Fear is a good thing. They're trying to not have fear. It's there to it's there to give you energy. Again what Priscilla said, you sort of want to be frightened of people who don't have fear. Yeah. They're the danger sometimes that's a danger zone is uh those that don't have or don't acknowledge that things are frightening, because fear is a is a good way of staying alive, Basically. <laughs> and can be harnessed. But yeah, Ben is an inspiration for the show, isn't it? We talked about him a lot from episode one all the way through. But he kind of almost never ceases to. It's not surprise me with the stuff I see there, because he's just he's open and he's honest and he's you know the way he talked about his addiction and his descent into kind of alcoholism, but then how he took control and responsibility for that. What, five years ago? It was a really good piece, actually, a couple of vlogs before the one you just mentioned. And if you can watch it at the end there, the way he sort of articulates it with real authenticity, vulnerability, and, and the kind of message in there as well, really, that we're all human, but if, if he can do it, so can the, anybody else that's struggling. And he's kind of had a really big influence on me, as I've, as I've said often, as I've come back to living that more mindful surfing life, really. It's really cool. There's a, there's a, there's a real movement, I think, in surfing towards mindfulness, towards being more open. Yeah. Being more honest yeah. and frank about how you feel mm. and what goes on in your mind and, and, and the challenges you've dealt with and deal with still. And long may that continue because there's also a lot of ego, a lot of bravado, a lot of show, a lot of bikinis, a lot of six packs. There's a lot of the flash, the flashy stuff yeah. of, of surfing that was probably more what the 90s was about yeah. of in surfing. And let's not get rid of that either because that's yeah. surfing is, is, is a duality and that's yeah. to be embraced and enjoyed and and I love a, a vlog that's just relentless barrels yeah. and, and beautiful scenery. And, and, and that's great. Let's enjoy that. But at the same time, there's a whole movement there on the other side, which is the stuff that's actually real. You know, it's the stuff of, of A, you know, I don't get to surf that often. Uh, or it's B, this right now that you're watching is what I get to go surf. And you go, whoa, that's real. <laughs> that, that ain't absolute pumping overhead surf. That's not what the surf surf in the world is. And even, dude, even in Hawaii. Well, we spoke to... They get flat in the summer. I mean, George, your your brother, was big on that, wasn't he? Which yeah. is what got him into foiling and, 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 and wing, uh, sort of chicken wing foiling as well. You know, that kind of... It's not always ideal conditions and it's windy and it's blowing out and all of that stuff. You know, the gratitude of having what you have, again, links back to Ben Gravy. When I first... The first ever thumbnail that brought me into his YouTube channel uh, with the kids, I, I was looking at surf stuff with the kids. I thought it was our local break because it looked that East Coast of the US, going back to Bruce Springsteen's local. It's like a uh, bit brown, sometimes gnarly weather. It gets bloody cold. They're not getting it classic all the time. They've got to look for swells like we have. They've got to seek out the right spots. And so doing that, but also being like uber stoked on that, but not just like fake stoked, but just like this, I'm riding this wave of good enough and I'm going to get the best out of it. And I'm going to make my life about surfing because that's my passion. Oh, it's just incredible. Super cool, man. Yeah. Bring the stoke wherever yeah. you go. My friends, thanks for joining us. Until next week. Until next week. Have a great weekend. Nice one. Cheers, guys. <laughs>